After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Welcome to Greater Good Radio Hawaii, where leaders inspire leaders. Greater Good Radio Hawaii is dedicated to social entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Evan Leong, and with me is my co-host, Carrie Leong. Thank you, Evan. Today's guest is Chat Wright, president of Hawaii Pacific University for over 30 years. Today we'll find out how Mr. Wright led HPU's growth from 57 students to 9,000 students from 112 countries. Please welcome to Greater Good Radio, Chat Wright. So good to be with you, Carrie and Evan. Thank you. So, Chet, you are the president of Hawaii Pacific University, and you also carry the title of father of Hawaii Pacific University. What an honor that must be. Well, that really is an honor. When I started uh, with Hawaii Pacific University in 1972, as you said, it had 57 students, an annual budget of 200000 and was located in one floor of a downtown office building. I was not the first president, I might add, but, of course, when I came on the scene, we were quite small, and Hawaii Pacific College only had 57 students back in 1972. How many classes would that be with 57 students? Well, I don't know how many classes we offered in that semester, but we only had three classrooms, a very small library, offices for advisors, and, of course, the, the college's president. And how many years was Hawaii Pacific University functioning before you joined them? Well, uh, Hawaii Pacific received a Charter of Incorporation in 1965 and uh, probably began offering courses two to three years later. As you can see, in 1972, there were only 57 students, so it didn't offer many courses. It was getting established, it was getting going, and it uh, received its full accreditation in 1973. So when I joined it in 1972, it was in its uh, very beginning stages. So what attracted you to Hawaii Pacific at that time? Well, I was a very young man from California, had been in Hawaii uh, three to four years, and uh, was only 29 years old. And I was asked to be the founding business administration dean of this very small college. And I might add, even though it was located in the downtown area, its principal focus then was liberal arts. So I was brought in to become the founding business administration dean. So you were going to put together the entire curriculum, hire the staff, and, and take care of that like a division? Is that how it works? Well, I, I basically did that. Uh, of course, we only had a $200,000 budget and started with adjunct faculty and uh, publicized that, uh, was able to build up the program. And then over time, we were able to employ full-time business faculty, and then uh, the college grew. It also grew at the same time because we... I became involved with uh, Oahu's military bases, and uh, uh, we established uh, academic programs off on the base, starting with Schofield uh, Base and then going to uh, Kaneohe and then uh, Pearl Harbor and uh, the Navy. What, so we what year did you start there. that? Oh, that was started uh, very shortly thereafter in, I'm really having to guess now, but about 1975. Mm -hmm. And then you went all military base-wide in how many years? 
Well, it, it took a while. We had to be invited on military bases, but uh, mm-hmm. by 1978, we were on all of the major military bases on the island of Oahu. Okay, so the expansion after military, where, where did the next set of expansion come from? Well, really, uh, Hawaii Pacific's business school immediately began to expand, and so we grew in the downtown area. We grew out of our one floor on the third floor of the Davies Pacific Center on Bishop Street. We expanded up to what was then the gas company building, which is now the Hawaii Pacific University Library. It's a seven-floor building right on Bishop Street, and then we expanded up to uh, in the upper end of Bishop Street, and now... Uh, we have campuses that have uh, about 200,000 interior square footage of space. We're the larger ocu- we are the largest occupier of space in the downtown area now. Do you folks own those buildings, or are you just leasing space? No, all of our downtown space is leased. We have long-term leases on all of the eight buildings that we are located in. Huh. So actually, you know, when you think about a private university occupying space that you are leasing and you're paying rent on basically every single month, it, what, what is the strategy to make sure that you can cover all your bills? Well, remember, uh, we have a very beautiful 135-acre residential campus in Kaneohe, the Hawaii Loa campus. So a lot of our facilities are located over on the Hawaii Loa campus, and ultimately that's where we will expand too. But uh, on the windward Hawaii Loa campus, we have a dining commons, uh, dormitories, an academic center, facilities all over there. And we have a third campus, our subsidiary or affiliate company, uh, Oceanic. The institute out at Makapu Point also has 120 acres, and uh, uh, we have scientific work and faculty uh, and classes being offered out at Makapu Point. So it's almost, when you think about it, almost like a joint venture with the various areas then. Well, we just offer a wide variety of academic programs. It's one university with uh, several colleges and schools. Uh, Our uh, most prominent schools are our nursing school, the largest in the state of Hawaii, and all of those courses are located on our Kaneohe Hawaii Loa campus. Uh, We have a marine and oceanographic uh, program, which is very large, established. We offer that on the uh, Hawaii Loa and the Makapu Point Oceanic Campus. And uh, probably uh, our very well-known program, the one that I helped establish, was our business program. And most of those courses are located and uh, offered downtown, although we offer those uh, on our Kaneohe campus and off of military campuses, too. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. How do you sell his company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who donates 6% of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. Radio.
You're listening to Greater Good Radio Hawaii. Please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. Today's guest is Chat Wright, President of Hawaii Pacific University. We're learning about Mr. Wright's global vision and growing HPU's annual budget of 200000 in 1972 to $95 million today. Yeah, I wanted to go back a little bit. You mentioned at 29 you were offered the founding position of the Business Administration School. At 29, what type of experience did you have that attracted these people to offer such a young person? Well, I had absolutely no experience. <laughs> it was a, a, a formative uh, college. It was getting established. Uh, I mentioned it only had a $200,000 budget. It had indebtedness of around $300,000. And uh, so it was very difficult in those days. And as something is emerging, as it is getting established, uh, people have to employ people that are willing to take risk. And those are oftentimes entrepreneurs who are very young. I was that. Uh, so really, Hawaii Pacific uh, really didn't have too much to offer. It was an experience for me to begin with something new to help shape and form it. How did you find the position, though? Did they approach you, or did you see an ad in the paper? Or how did that Well, about? no. Uh, there were somebody, uh, several people in town approached me. Uh, how they knew me, I'm not even sure. But they were looking for somebody with energy to help build and establish a downtown business school. Hmm. So you graduated with um, your bachelor's in business? No. Uh, as a matter of fact, I was a uh, University of California graduate uh, in political science, although I took, uh, I changed my major several times, graduated in eight semesters. Matter of fact, my last semester I had to take 29 units to graduate, but oh. <laughs> uh, basically I was an engineering uh, student. I was an enology and viticulture student. That's growing of the grape, raising, making wine. And uh, I had switched into various liberal arts fields, ultimately graduating in eight semesters with a business, with a political science bac baccalaureate degree. I then served in the Peace Corps for two years in Africa. I came to Hawaii and entered graduate school at the University of Hawaii. And I was in the economics department there where I got a master's degree. Uh, they didn't offer an earned doctorate at that time in that field. Uh, but uh, really, that's how it all happened. I worked here for Telecheck International. It was an emerging firm. Uh, I was involved in planning, strategic planning, and uh, uh, this uh, was a company that was doing quite well and had uh, very difficult times because of the declining stock markets and ultimately went out of, went out of business, which made me available. And then that's when you started with HPU? And that's when I started in 1972. Did you ever think that you would be in education? No, never did. <laughs> it was just uh, one of those things that interests me. And as a matter of fact, when I first took the position, I thought maybe I would do this for one or even two years. It uh, really uh, caught on. I really enjoyed what I was doing. I formulated a vision for an emerging college. And four years later, I was named president. Uh, and so that's how things go. Being offered the position of president at such a young, well, this is four years after you said, right? Did it strike you surprising or? No, not really. In 1976, I think I was uh, a major part of the growth of Hawaii Pacific College. 
but it started to experience financial difficulties. And the then-president, George Warmer, uh, was a, a man in his mid-50s. He became ill. Uh, the college uh, at that time was under financial duress. And so uh, basically, and I'm joking now, but uh, the trustees turned to me because uh, nobody else would take a a job like that. I mean, uh, there wasn't much to really take at that time. You had a small emerging college that had a growing student body, but uh, it had financial difficulties. And so uh, a younger, energetic man with a vision was turned to, and that was me. Well, let's talk about that vision. What did you see at that time that maybe others didn't? Well, what I saw was uh, Hawaii. It was a very new state. Hawaii is uh, in the middle of the Pacific and the Pacific Rim. It is essentially uh, located in the center of the Pacific Rim where, where the Orient meets the Occident. And uh, I may have seen Hawaii in a little different way than other people and maybe in similar ways of other people here. But I saw a real chance for an emerging college ultimately becoming a university that would glo- that would educate for global citizenship. I saw that people would be able to come from Japan and Singapore and countries throughout Asia to Hawaii first and then later students coming from Europe, from South America, from other places to come here and study because this is where the Occident meets the Orient. After in 1976 you became the president. What was the first thing that you uh, did? You set up strategy together, or how, how did you approach it? Well, the first approach is when you're under financial duress, you have to raise money, you have to secure the finances of the college. And the first two years, I spent uh, really uh, working with faculty and staff, making sure that we had really controlled uh, expenses. And we had a proper budgetary system, but also probably the major job I had to do was go out and sell the concept of Hawaii Pacific and to raise money for this enterprise because Hawaii Pacific is a not-for-profit corporation and uh, a lot of the funding must come from people who believe in the university's mission, at that time, the college's mission. So are you still finding that you're spending that amount of time fundraising today? Well, all university presidents raise money. That's a major role. Hawaii Pacific now raises from 5 to $6 million annually and uh, naturally, a lot of my time is uh, getting people to be interested in the university, to invest in it, to help fund the university's growth. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The greater good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Is the greatest part of your workday the leftover lasagna you packed for lunch? Is it quickly becoming apparent that you and everyone you know are smarter than your boss? Just how satisfying is it to wear an untucked shirt on Fridays? It's time you stopped filling a position and started being fulfilled with a job that excites you every day, not just payday. And now is the perfect time to demand more of the work week. The Honolulu Star Bulletin and Midweek work with Monster so you can live up to your potential right here. Your calling is calling. Find it at starclassifieds.monster.com. We're back with Chat Right. 
president of Hawaii Pacific University since 1972, in which he grew enrollment from 57 students to over 9,000 from 112 countries. Let's talk about how you grew the size of the university. You know, we're talking about 9,000 students now when we started with, you know, 57 initially. How does that actually occur? I mean, are there specific milestones that were met and then was there a turning point? How did that happen? Or just a steady growth over a period of time? Well, as it turned out, looking back, it was a steady growth. There were spurts to it, of course, but it never declined. It always went forward. But it started with strategic planning, have an overall mission. I think the mission, we didn't express it the same way that it is are articulated now, but, but really it was to ed- educate for global citizenship. And this meant to bring students starting with Asia first, from Asia to Hawaii, then going to other parts of the world to then Europe, to South America, to Africa, to bring students to Hawaii to study here with students from Hawaii. And the major goal, the major focus was to broaden the experiences of people from Hawaii to open their eyes up to the many cultures and peoples from all over the world. It's very easy for us to sit here in Hawaii and we say, yes, there's uh, people from all different racial and ethnic backgrounds. But really, uh, back in the 1960s and 70s, Hawaii was a very isolated state. It was the America's youngest state. It was emerging. People were first and second generation Americans, a lot of them from Asia. So there was a new experience here. And so uh, people were focused in on being part of Hawaii, focused in and becoming Americans. Well, we wanted to go beyond that. We wanted to say, yes, it's good that you are Americans. Your ancestors are from starting with Asia first, later from Europe and South America. Secondly, but uh, you are also global citizens. You're going to be working in and doing business with people worldwide. And that mission, I believe, is the reason why Hawaii Pacific has done so well. People come to be part of a global culture, to learn about peoples and cultures from all over the world. And I think that's the primary driving force which has made Hawaii Pacific University. Back in the earlier days, uh, back in the 70s and 80s, uh, I was the first person that represented Hawaii Pacific in traveling. I traveled and made presentations starting in Japan, Korea, Hong Kong, Singapore, went to countries throughout Asia. Are they trade shows or are you pitching the government or how does that? Well, it was all of that. I would go to university and college fairs, much like we have in America. They have those in Asia and had those at that time. I would visit the international schools in each of the major cities, and I would visit uh, classrooms, uh, uh, college counselors, uh, high school counselors that uh, are uh, uh, counseling high school graduates to go to go abroad. I would give presentations in hotel rooms, say in Tokyo, for instance, some of the leading hotels to audiences as large as six or seven hundred. I would have translators with me. I would have uh, in those days, just slide, and I would show them what Hawaii looked like, what our college looked like. I would tell them about the programs and what our philosophy was. And I'd go from city to city. Later, as we grew, uh, other people were delegated this, and, and now we have people representing us. We have uh, somebody living in Bangkok now that goes all over Asia for us. It's an HPU alum. We have somebody living in Stockholm now, an HPU alumna, who represents us in Europe. And we have... Uh, 
uh, regional representatives all over North America who travel and go to universities and colleges, college fairs, and to high schools. Were you signing these people up for for enrollment right there? I mean, they're applica- getting applications out during these uh Sometimes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, I would have to do it alone in the earlier days. There weren't many of us, but ultimately in time we had a whole staff that would do that. Uh, mainly we'd have the brochures and catalogs, and the applications were in those, and then they would oh. mail them back to us. But I would uh, give a lot of personal counseling to some of the potential students, and especially parents, because the parents were the ones that paid for the education. How is Stockholm different? I know that the Swedish... There's a huge population within Hawaii Pacific University. Is the university much better represented in that area, or they see a different appeal? What is that? Well, you are quite uh, right, Evan. Uh, the largest uh, group of international students comes from Sweden. We have uh, close to 400 Swedish students now. The second largest group comes from Japan. Mm. But uh, Swede, uh, Sweden is an interesting country. There are only uh, 8.5 million people there. Uh, they, uh, it's a very small country. It's a very affluent country. Probably the standard of, of living in Sweden is as high as, as any country worldwide. And, uh, the Swedish government, uh, only allows a small number of, uh, young Swedish students to go on to their own universities. Only 3% of the students are even allowed into the public universities there. So that means a very large number are encouraged to, become educated abroad. Traditionally, the Swedes went to Germany after World War War II. They went to the UK, to England, and then later to America. And, and a number of, uh, we have more Swedes at Hawaii Pacific than any other university outside of, of Sweden right now. I heard in, I don't know if it's an urban legend, but when I was going to school at Hawaii Pacific University, they said that there was a, a government, of, a person who's now a government official came from Sweden and liked it so much, and he does quite a bit over there. Is that myth, well, or is that real? Well, that's a little bit of myth. There was uh-huh. a woman <laughs> oh, okay. who did that who was elected to parliament there, and she was a Hawaii Pacific student. She wasn't the one that really did that. She came to us because of the presentations there. She liked the experience here and became a real advocate for us. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Staying cool on Hawaiian time. Neptunites, it's sunshine in your mouth. Neptunites. For bubble tea supplies in your home, at a party or business, contact Bubble Tea Supply at 948 2622 or online at bubbletea.com. Neptunites, it's sunshine in your mouth. Howdy sell his company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion. Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who donates 6% of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? 
Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. Greatergoodradio.com. You're listening to Greater Good Radio Hawaii. Please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. Today's guest is Chat Wright, president of Hawaii Pacific University since 1972. Mr. Wright led HPU's growth from 57 students to 9,000 students from 112 countries. So social entrepreneurship is where you have, you know, for-profit businesses with a social mission. You folks are a non-profit organization, so obviously have a social mission, but then you use entrepreneurial principles in order to sustain yourself. Can you talk a little bit more in, in that regards? Well, un- entrepreneurial principles, I think, are important to anyone, whether one's a physician, a, a doctor. You have to let people know what your services are. You have to get better in the services that you have. You have to be educated. You have to you have a doctor's office. It is a also a business. I mean, a not-for-profit university has to make sure that it has more revenue coming in than what it really expends uh, today. With our uh, affiliate company, we have an overall budget of $110 million, 95 of our own, and $15 million with Oceani. Well, uh, that's what we bring in. Our overall expenditures are around $113 million. $2 million uh, more are the surpluses that we have from raising money mainly and from government grants and contracts and from tuition. So social mission-wise, in terms of... uh community involvement? How does HPU involve themselves directly within the community? Well, as president, I personally have been on a number of not-for-profit boards. Uh, uh, I am involved in uh, the Chamber of Commerce, the the Business Roundtable, things like that. So I'm intimately involved in a lot of important things that happen here in Hawaii, but a number of our faculty and staff are also. And so uh, uh, we are very much involved. And just down at the student level, we've had uh, the hurricane relief that is going on now. If you see the people out in the downtown town area, the young people, uh, almost all of them are Hawaii Pacific University students. And that's, that fits into the global citizenship mission. Yes. Yeah, so, well, we encourage that. Uh, we encourage the extracurricular and the co-curricular as part of the academic programs. Uh, we have on our campus more than 90 student clubs. Uh, some of the students' clubs could be in a professional area or it could be from a national uh, origin, uh, a country of national origin area. And so we think that's very important, and we think it's very important that students be involved in helping whatever community that they, that they are a part of. What are, do you have any examples of maybe some success stories of students that have come here maybe from other countries or even this country that have become your example of global citizenship? Well, I could tell you one, uh, an anecdotal story when uh, the Wrights were in Milan, Italy, and we stayed at the Principe de Savoia Hotel, which is one of the finest hotels there, and uh, we had a mission. We had been talking to students and parents, but this was our day off, and uh, my wife and I were in our walking clothes, and early in the morning, we came into the lobby, and we heard uh, somebody say, President Wright, President Wright. Well... I wasn't really focusing on my name because the hotel that we were in hosts a lot of important people. The Saudi uh, uh, Saudi uh, royal family was also staying there, and I was looking around for a president. <laughs> and it turned out that the man that was calling my name 
was a Hawaii Pacific University graduate who became the vice president for marketing for Europe with General Electric. And I was so proud of this man who lived in Milan where the General Electric European headquarters are. And he was coming to the hotel to give a presentation to marketing people. And so there's many stories uh, like that. Uh, often when we go to Asia, we have a number of, uh, of HPU graduates who went through our travel industry management programs who are managers of some of the leading hotels in Asia. Uh, and thinking of a place like Singapore where the manager will come out and say, President Wright, I was a student, a graduate, and I'm now the assistant manager. I am the manager of the hotel. Uh, that happens often. Uh, Hawaii Pacific Health, which was named after Hawaii Pacific University after the merger of Kapiolani Health with Straub and, and Wilcox and others, uh, its overall uh, head of it is a Hawaii Pacific University graduate. So we have people all over that represent us that are recent graduates and graduates from years ago from Hawaii Pacific College, but most recently from the university, and we're so proud of that too. So where do you see the university in the next 10, 15, 20 years? I'm sure that you have a succession plan of some sort. Well, I will retire in four years, and, and that is planned now. I'm 64 years old. I'll be 68 at that time. The trustees will employ a, a professional search firm to look for the next president, although the next president could come from within the university community. Uh, but what are my plans? What are the university's plans? Well, we're right on the course of uh, emerging and being very prominent in the area of research, publishing, and scholarly work. And the acquisition of Oceanic, uh, the Oceanographic uh, uh, Institute at Makapu Point is really a part of that. We've invested $20 million in that. We have around 100 uh, scientists working there. Uh, developing uh, new forms of shrimp, of, uh, of uh, new forms of fish, of, uh, of uh, aquaculture and things like that. And we will expand in the oceanographic areas. Uh, also emerging in our other colleges are research. And so ultimately, I would say within 10 to 15 years, we will be offering the uh, doctorate level programs. We only offer at the master's degree now. Thanks for joining us today on Greater Good Radio. For more information or a transcript of today's show, please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. This is your host, Evan Leong and Carrie Leong, saying please join us next time for another episode of Greater Good Radio, Hawaii.